With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in New York City, St. Patrick's Day. I'm joined by Carl Frampton. What a great day to do an interview. Yeah, how you doing, mate? I'm all good, I'm all good. Uh, obviously, we're here for uh, Michael Connell and Paddy Barnes fights uh, later on this evening from the Garden. Um, yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. How do you think they're going to fare? I think that both of them will do all right. Um, um, decent tests for both guys. Um, I'm looking forward to the fights. They're looking in good shape. Um, it's going to be a good night. And looking forward to soaking up the atmosphere in here. I've seen Mick boxing here before on TV. I've never actually been to one of the fights. So um, it looks it looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good night. Okay. Um, you have some news coming up soon, which we're not going to talk about at the moment. We're going to talk about that later because it's not ready to go out yet. But uh, So we're kind of going to come back to that. Um, yeah, first of all, just we was in Jack Dempsey's last night watching the, the Spence and Garcia fight. What were your thoughts? Uh, a very, very one-sided fight. And this whole kind of weight difference really kind of showed yesterday. Yeah, look, it was, a, it was, a, it was, it was one-sided, as you said. I give Maggie Garcia one round, the second round, I think, and it was me being pretty generous I think as the fight went on it was just a case of Earl Spence beating him up and it's a wee bit of a cliche but normally a, a good big man beats a, a good wee man and that's exactly what happened there just uh, not too big for him um, and that was it but Mickey Garcia to give him credit he had a he had a go he tried against a big guy and it's not as if he went up to welterweight and picked you know, a weak champion. He picked the best welterweight champion there is, in my opinion, um, at the minute. And yeah, actually, Terence Crawford's in that bracket as well. So he's one of them anyway. Um, yeah, I had a go, but it's just just too small. We've seen this in the past, and I, th- I suppose 
you know, when it's a, a weighting difference, but two weights, and we've seen it with like Khan, with Canelo, Brook, with Golovkin. Ultimately, the old cliche of a big, a good big one beats a small good yeah. one is kind of true. Yeah, it is, and like you have to think, like Mickey Garcia, he was a he was a featherweight. He won a world title as a featherweight at, at one point, and Earl Spence is has always been a big welterweight, and that's just the difference. That's that's why there is weight divisions in this sport. Um, they they keep things fair, you know, and. Um, it was just, you know, a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people changing their opinion and thinking that Mikey before the fight was going to potentially win, but I never, never thought that for for a second. Um, I, I appreciate him as a boxer. He's a fantastic fighter, brilliant fighter, but just too small against against a very good Earl Spence. How's life for Mr. Carl Frampton recently? All right, man. Taking it easy, taking over, doing a wee bit of training, bits and pieces. Um, Trying to keep my belly off mainly, just nothing too serious yet, and all good, pretty decent, relaxed at the moment. Would you say the defeat to Warrington is kind of out of your system now, or will that not happen until you're back in the ring? I don't know. No, it's it's. I suppose it's probably. I'm probably over it, and I watched it there a few weeks ago, and I'm glad I did watch it because. I needed to do it because I'm going to continue on my career and watching it just annoyed me more than anything. Like, it didn't, you know, it was a, the first kind of three rounds were pretty brutal, but in my head, like, the fight was a much more brutal fight from start to finish. And um, I think you take the first three rounds out of the equation, it wasn't that brutal of a fight. Um, he won the fight convincingly, but. You know, with simple changes, I think that's a fight that you could flip the result on its head. Um, but credit to him, it just it just annoyed me, and it, I was annoyed with my own performance. People kind of pondered what you would do after that, and uh, obviously, some people thought that you kind of having achieved what you've achieved in the sport already might decide to call it a day. Has that kind of played on your mind, what you were going to do? Or were you always kind of focused that you would fight again? No, no, I think um, in the change room after the fight, like I was, I was a retired fighter and for a number of weeks without actually mentioning anything in my head, I was a retired fighter, but that's only changed. You know, I went to Dubai with my missus and kids and Jimmy Moore and stuff were out there and I just sat there and, and spoke about things and... I wouldn't. I don't want to finish on a fight like that because I have had a good career. But the thing is, like I, I looked at it this way: if I had been in training camp and been getting beaten up by sparring partners, and then had a fight like that and lost convincingly, I think I'd have probably retired. But I performed well in sparring and stuff. It was just a bad night, and what surprised me was Josh Warrington's punching power, and um, that was a, it's a bad night and I, I feel like I wouldn't like to finish on a performance like that because I know there's a lot more. A lot of people's fight of the year was Josh Warrington after the, obviously claiming the title from Lee Selby back in May of 2018 and then to go on to beat you. He's kind of really kind of had like uh, a wonderful part of his career kind of which is sort of coming together now for him. Yeah, no, he's, it's, you look at what he's done like a few fights ago for Kiko Martinez and you know there's an, an argument that he might have lost that fight but he's beat a very good fighter in Lee Selby and he's beat another very good fighter 
of a two-season myself and, and me. And yeah, he's had a he's had a fantastic year. Um, he deserves credit. His whole team deserves credit. Um, I think that he's fighting Galahad next. Obviously, I think that's another fight that he'll win. Um, and yeah, he's he's a he's a very very good fighter. The fight you just mentioned there, um, Warrington against Galahad, is set to be announced on Tuesday officially um, for their press conference. But yeah, um, Kid Galahad's put himself in that position by becoming mandatory. Uh, obviously, he's had a lot to say in the past about yourself and Warrington, etc. But do you give him any chance in that fight, in your opinion? He's not a bad fighter. He's, he's, he's skillful. But the thing is, he like looking at his career... You know, I hear good stories about him sparring and he spars really well and stuff, but he hasn't done anything yet in, on a fight and he hasn't fought anyone. Um, so it's hard to really get any... You go on, on on what Josh Warrington's done recently. Where's the evidence to say that Kid Galahad beats him? Um, and that's what I'm going off at the minute. I just think he's going to be too strong, a bit too relentless for him. He's going to bully him and uh, I, think, I think he'll beat him. But Galahad is... He's a good boxer. Um, I have to give him a bit of credit for that, but I, I just fancy I fancy Josh in this fight. I think I've saw on a BT clip that you kind of want Warrington to win that fight. Is that because of a dislike towards Kid Galahad? Or? A, I, I don't really like. I'm a, I think he's a bit of a fucking asshole, and you know I don't have a lot of time for drug cheats if I'm being honest. And um, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why I would love to see Josh Warrington beat him up and win the fight. I think he will win the fight. Um, but I would I would like him to win the fight as well. If you could kind of map out, and I hope I'm not out of line when I say this, kind of the last phase of your career, um, what what's an ideal situation for you now in terms of opponent-wise and how many number of fights? Well, it's difficult to answer. Um, I don't want to give too much away with what you mentioned at the start of the interview, so if I say what I think may happen in my career, then that may give away that announcement. So I just want to, I want to be a world champion again, that's the thing. So there's a few fighters around that are world champions. I'm not one of them. So Warrington, Valdez, Santa Cruz, Gary Russell. I'd like to fight one of them and potentially maybe have a fight before I fight one of them boys, but I'm ready to jump right back in at the deep end as well. So um, I just want to be a world champion again. You've been heavily linked with a fight with Oscar Valdez. Um, I know, obviously, Frank was at one point, Frank Warren was trying to make that fight for Josh Warrington, obviously got the mandatory of Kid Galahad. But um, is it Valdez over Santa Cruz? Because Santa Cruz is a fight that, obviously, you've spoken about since that second fight. Well, to be honest, I think I would take either or. You know, I'm not in the position now as someone who's just lost my last fight, to, to be picky and choosy when it comes to who I want to fight. So if I get offered a fight against either of those guys, I'm, I'm going to take it. Um, but I think, you know, the Leo fight, it should have happened already. You know what I mean? What's, what are we waiting around for? Why has the third fight not happened? And I can't wait around on him um, and let him dictate my career. So... Um, if Oscar Valdez wants to fight, then that's that's a fight that I'm very interested in as well. Definitely interesting times. Um, we saw 
I don't know if you've actually seen it, um, you would have known about it, Darren Till suffered a devastating defeat to uh, Jorge Masvidal yesterday in London at the UFC. Uh, have you watched it and what do you make of it? I haven't seen the fight, I've seen the knockout. Um, it's, it's all over social media. It was a brutal knockout, as brutal as I've ever seen. Knocked out cold and then he took another smack on the mouth while he's unconscious on the ground. It's, um, it's a serious sport, it's a tough sport, and um, but... These are things that, that happen. Everyone knows this can happen as fighters when you go into the ring or the octagon. And um, Yeah, it was a brutal one. It was a hard one to watch. And, you know, it's one of them ones that's a knockout where you kind of intensely think, is he ever going to be the same again after one like that? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I wish him well, whatever he wants to do next. Definitely wish him well. What's the one thing you regret in your career? Uh, don't know. They always put me on the spot with these questions that I can't answer. One thing that I regret in my career, not going to MTK much sooner. They've, uh, they've been good to me and um, I've been looked after and uh, got me some big fights and, and well paid. And that's, uh, yeah, that's one of them. What's the biggest thing you've learned in your career so far? <laughs> what are you getting out here? What do you want me to say? <laughs> um, biggest thing I've learned in my career. Um, don't underestimate Josh Warrington's power. And you want me to say something else? No, you do, but I'm not going to get myself. I'm not asking you to say anything. I'm just saying what is the in in the career? No, absolutely not. On the floor for me to say something to get myself into trouble. Um, How dare you, Carl Frampton? <laughs> No, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say anything, just in case they get myself into trouble. Fair enough, I'm not going to push it. I'm just, you know, I'm just frying something in there and seeing what comes back. Um, but yeah, you're, are you itching to kind of get back into it now? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I've got this court case coming up in May with um, Cyclone Promotions and Barry McGuigan and I want to get that behind me and just, it's nothing, I'm not worried about it or anything, um, but I just feel like it's going to be a court case. It's going to take two weeks out of, my, out of my life, and I can't really be in the middle of a training camp when that's going on. So I want to put that to bed, sort it out, and then push on with my career. And yeah, I'm itching, I'm itching to get back. I don't want to be too pushy about that, but I'm assuming that there's that situation regarding that court case you can't really speak about. No. Um, no, I can't, I can't say a lot really at the minute, apart from the fact that I have a court case coming up, so that's what I'll say, but it'll, uh, it'll all come out in court, you know, and it'll be public knowledge, and um, yeah, again, I just want to wanna put it to bed. Obviously, whatever we're speaking about there is already kind of out in the public about, you know, it's not a secret that you're having a court case. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's public knowledge, and... Um, it's approaching, I think, 13th of May um, for two weeks in Belfast. There'll be a lot of media attention around it back home, so, yeah, it'll be probably a stressful couple of weeks, but it is what it is. Yeah, I can appreciate you do want to kind of get that out of out of the way and kind of focus on what's important to you, your boxing career. It would be difficult to be involved in a training camp or be getting ready for a fight while that's kind of going on. Um you know, you'll be, be in court most days, well, every day for two weeks. 
and after court you'll be talking about the next day it's going to happen I'm sure with your legal team so yeah uh, I just want to want to get it sorted and finished okay thank you for that update um, you've been doing a little bit of shopping with Paddy this morning in New York I went out to try and buy a kid something and the missus something and uh, we walked into the middle of the New York marathon we couldn't cross the street so shop that I wanted to go to two shops I wanted to go to were on the opposite side of the road but weren't allowed to cross so we just came back home I haven't done anything so we're what day are we now? Sunday I go home tomorrow I need to get the presents tomorrow morning before I leave leaving it tight is there literally murders if you, do, if you come back no, empty handed no there's not there's not I've got a wife who never asked for anything she's not a very material person but uh, I like to buy them presents. And uh, I'm out here on my own, you know what I mean? So it's like you kind of have to bring something back. I'm not sure really women really kind of grasp this. If you, if you don't ask, you tend to get more. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's strange. No, she does, she's like, uh, no, she's a good girl. She doesn't ask for a lot, but I'll, I'll try and get her something nice and hopefully, fuck me, what is this? This is like a... What are we talking about here? What I'm banned? This is just nonsense. Why are we talking about this? That's all right. It's good. It's good. Like this is stuff you tweet about and stuff like this. You tweet some random stuff as well, Carl. Like what? Yeah. Like what? Listen, do you know what? Before, actually, sometimes when I see you, obviously, listen, we don't kind of socialise, but I read your Twitter and then I think, is this Frampton writing this stuff sometimes? Why? <laughs> what do you mean? You are quite outspoken and quite opinionated and kind of uh, on a variety of different topics on, on social media, aren't you? Some, it depends. Depends what it is. Sometimes I try to be... I feel like I, th I think that I'm funny sometimes. And, um... No, I say, yeah. I just... I feel like I'm honest as well. I say something every now and again. But, um... It irks me when people have a go. I always, get, I always dig the people. When people... Give me a bit of grief, I would sometimes write back, but it is what it is. It's a mad world because you might get a hundred good comments, someone saying something. I like, you like a comment that's nice, or you read it and you go, oh, that's nice, but you don't react to it. And someone calls you a dickhead and you get stuck in them. That's the way it is. Somebody called me a packy yesterday on, on Twitter. And uh, you're Sri Lankan, aren't you? Correct. Well done. Correct. Um, and I looked on the profile and he was like uh, tweeting about being a white supremacist. Supremacist? Supremacist. Easy for you to say. And uh, had. had Hold on. What does that mean? Easy for you. I couldn't get the words out. Supremacist. Stu what is it? White suprem. Oh, fuck. I can't say it now. You wanker. You've made me. I wasn't calling you one. Anyway, he was that way inclined, shall we say. I can't believe I can't get his words out. But he had no, no relation to boxing at all. So I don't know why he even saw my video of me walking up the, well, running up the, the pacing up the Rocky Steps in Philadelphia. And he just commented underneath one of the videos and said, Packy. And I was like, chill out, mate. It's out of order, isn't it? You know, it's, 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 does that annoy you? Does that affect you? Like, would you, would you get annoyed at that? Did you reply to him? You, you get stuck in. I, I've seen a few of your tweets. You have a go at people. 
Oh, I just said to him, I'm Sri Lankan, and he looked a little bit like Gary Glitter, so I made reference to that and kind of called it in there and, and Twitter done the rest. That's, that's what you have to do. You have to, uh, you have to embarrass them. I like to do it. I've got a pretty decent fan base, so I like to give, if someone's giving me grief, I'll, uh, I'll say something, and then my support takes over, and I just kill them. Sometimes the best thing to do, and it shows you obviously you have got support, and then two days ago, someone said that the better, uh, the quicker I'm shipped off to Sri Lanka, the better. Was it the same guy? <laughs> it's, a, it's a different guy. I was like, who shipped off to Sri Lanka? That's such a, like an old, old school term, isn't it? We, we do kind of use a plane now. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's just, uh, I don't know what, you know, people are mad and they're like, you can, you can say what you want on social media. That's the problem with, with it a lot of the times, but... Um, don't take it to heart, big man, or just, just a couple of decades. I don't take it to heart. Supremacist. Supremacist. There we go. We got it going. Um, all right. Let me ask your opinion, finally, on MTK Global recently announced a huge deal with ESPN uh, to show uh, all their shows on the US platform. That is great for all the fighters. Insane, really. Um, it gives, you know... Big fighters and all fighters really at MTK, massive opportunity, massive exposure. Um, I think that I see somewhere that ESPN Plus have 2 million subscribers, over 2 million subscribers, something like that, um, which is big numbers and um, it's only going to continue to grow. So it's a, a huge platform for all. And you look at what MTK and what they've done the last few years, they're, they're, they've gone from strength to strength and they've signed some pretty big fighters and they're doing these big deals with Top Rank and, and BT and Warren and ESPN. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great for anyone involved with MTK. Somebody actually put out the, the list of fighters kind of Top Rank have now and obviously across ESPN, etc. But the list of Top Rank fighters in their stable now is actually very, very, very strong. They're one of the biggest boxing, well, probably are the biggest boxing promotional outfit in the world at the minute. And you've got a few to choose from, obviously, Top Rank, Golden Boy, Matchroom, Warren. Um, these are big promoters, but I'd, I'd say, you know, Top Rank and, and Bob Arum are probably, are probably the, top, the top one at the minute. And, and the happy for all, you know, Arum's been doing it for I don't know how many decades for a long time and uh, I feel like they're the best outfit in the business and obviously Eddie Hearn and zone new on the market only been into boxing for the last six months or seven months I think it's all good for boxing you know it's, it's good competition you look at the, the talk of the money that's floating about for the big man and it's like it was only three or four years ago we were talking about boxing potentially being dead and now these boys are getting paid astronomical money like it's serious money and um in one way it's good that there's so many so much money around in these different platforms but and you've got the guys who are on different platforms only been offered 30 million and saying no oh, well i'm not gonna take that fight it's not enough money it's insane but it is what it is and i think it's uh it's a very healthy like it's very healthy for the boxer at this point in time. They can be, they can be rewarded well, at the at the top end. 
Deontay Wilder was rumoured to be offered and turned down a hundred million three-fight deal with DAZN recently. Um, I saw some quotes from him last night saying that he kind of wants to do his own thing, wants to be his own boss. But hundred million pound, whatever weight category you're in, uh, yeah. But he he maybe looks at a you know a three-fight deal with, with DAZN is a hundred million pounds or dollars. Dollars. Yeah, he's probably looking at that thinking. The Anthony Joshua fight alone, which could be the last one on a three-fight deal, is worth $80 million. It's just, it's just staggering amounts of money floating around at the minute. And um, I, don't think, I don't think for a second that Deontay Wilder is afraid of Fury or, uh, or AJ or vice versa. Any other guys are afraid of each other, but they're being advised by people and they'll, they'll do whatever they think will make them the most money. And... If he's turning down $100 million for a three-fight deal, he must think he can make more somewhere else. But actually, talking to um, Eddie Hearn about this over the last week or so, and he's kind of... I think he's been kind of told not to make any comment on the Wilder situation while Wilder is negotiating with his own because he didn't want to make any things worse. Um, and you're all kind of one of these fighters a few years ago that kind of... <coughs> did your own thing and you know you kind of resisted advances for fights and was that down to because of how Eddie Hearn's approach was? Um, I was probably a little bit of that involved in it and I think you know you want to talk about prime example the the fight with me and Quig when the check check, you know that was embarrassing I don't know what Eddie thinks about that now at this point in time but he probably looks back on you know, it was it was a bit cringeworthy, and but the average Joe and what they were trying to do was make the average Joe go, hold on a minute, a million a million pounds are being offered, and they're saying no to us. But I knew the fight was worth worth more than that than it was in the end. So, um, yeah, that that's probably a wee part to play in it. I wonder how he feels about that. That was a bad that was a bad move, wasn't it? Made the fight eventually, but yeah, that was a bad move. Um, I'm actually going to ask him about that next week and what do you think about because like I said there has been a look Khan eventually come over to Matchroom but Khan spent a lot of time kind of and Eddie kind of backbiting and the reason why the Kell Brook fight I mean the Kell Brook fight still didn't happen now but um, there's, there's a few select fighters out there that kind of yeah uh, I think Eddie's approach has maybe worked negatively towards kind of getting a fight done or them signing for the him he's a, he's, a, he's a brilliant promoter I have to give him credit um, one of the best in the business um, but if you're on the other side of the fence then it's easy to see why he could upset people IFL actually had a little part to play that no one knows about, which I'm not going to speak about, in um, in your fight happening. Well, we're quick. Yeah. Go on. You tell me off camera. I'm going to tell you off camera, yeah. But there was a point in the negotiations which turned because of something to do with IFL TV. Really? See, I don't even know about that. So it'll be interesting to see what you have to say. People are going to wonder what it is now. Um... But yeah, I'll tell you off camera. Oh, no, I'll tell you off camera. It's not really a conversation I can have with you on camera. So it's pointless me saying this because it's going to piss everyone off. But I'll tell you off camera. All right, and then I'll tell them at a later date what Coogan told me. I won't. 
Carl Frampton, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. And uh, yeah, Dale, we're going to do another little clip now, kind of talking about what you're going to be announcing in the next couple of days. But people will have to wait for that one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll do that now. So turn the camera off. <laughs> thank you very much. Coon Cassius back here with Carl Frampton. Carl, just been announced. Huge news for you. Humongous news. Tell us all about it. I've uh, done a deal through MTK with Top Rank and ESPN. Um, massive, like for me personally, huge. Um, I'm excited about it. Very, very excited about it. How long has this been a discussion for? Uh, a number of weeks. Um, but I think we've done pretty well to keep it quiet. There hasn't been too much kind of leaked or hinted at online. A little bit of stuff been talked about, but I've uh, I've kept it very quiet myself personally. And uh, but it's it's massive, it really is. Um, it's given me a big opportunity to, I think, get back. But I I believe I'm gonna win a world title, and it's given me teaming up with ESPN, Top Rank, and MTK. I think that. There's more of a chance of that happening now than there was six weeks ago. What's kind of the plan then uh, moving forward in terms of fights, which obviously you couldn't speak about in our last interview? Yeah, well, we're still discussing that or discussing that at the minute. We've got potentially maybe having a fight, a, f a fight against a you know a good fighter, not one of the world champions, but against a good fighter, um, and then potentially Valdez after that so um, that's an option if, if it comes up and arises that I fight Valdez straight away my first fight back then I'd be happy to do that as well but there, there are two of the options Is it or can you disclose how many fights this deal is over? Um, I know how many it is but I'll ask my team before I can say whether I can disclose that or not but it's a, it's, a, it's an amazing deal especially coming off you're getting a deal like this that I've got um, you know I would talk about financially here off a of back of a win you're very very happy with it but coming off a loss um, you know credit to MTK for, for getting me this deal it's, it's insane I think for, for coming off of a loss and and at one point there you know a few months ago I was genuinely thinking about retiring all right well listen congratulations yeah huge news um, and uh, yeah we look forward to kind of further announcements on this thank you very much all right top man Good man thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.